Well, it seems that this movement is more like a popular revolt so far. So there is no political organization involved, or at least not as conducing the revolts. It was really spontaneous from from many social class, like, of course, like a middle class, but also really low-income kind of population, uh, because they are the first one touched by this raising of tax, because they need to use their car and so on to go working, and it will be, like, too much for them to, to take on. Uh, so nowadays, like you say, there is a... Um, like a kind of convergence and like a as for a change of system. Um, while it's true, it's not like um, it's not like systematic in this movement um, because it's really varied around France. Like in different regions, you have like different uh, political conscience and so on. So yeah, well, what could I say? It's more like yeah, I think it's definitely a popular revolt which needs to be maybe more organized um, and more. Um, yeah, maybe find a core in, in some in some regards. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's just like people raising against inequality of the system. Um, they're calling for a lot of things um, for raising of minimum wage, like you say. Actually, they ask for this imposition on super wealth. Actually, it was existing before. Like it's it's have been part of the French system for a long time. It's just like Macron waived it as a lot of tax for super rich. So it's just like people having enough and just try to rebel. But the thing is, there is no building of a narrative for a change of system. At the moment, it's more like, okay, we want to change system, maybe we want more ecological thing and so on. But with no analysis of what it's the capitalism mm. so far. So we don't In- know where it's going. Indeed. Well, it certainly has uh, Macron's government, uh, you know, to some extent running scared. And Macron has already scrapped the fuel tax and even hinted at, uh, you know, other concessions. Uh, I guess as a beginning, what does it say about the future of Macron's government? Well, the thing is that Macron, I think like so far Macron is resisting because the scrap of the fuel taxes is only for six months. So he say, oh, from January to da da da, we, we will just wait for six months this tax which is not really encouraging. So, like, and according to the repressions happening now, so the repression is massive, like, they just, like, do preventive arrestation and put people in detention even before they can go on the place of the of the march and so on. So there is, yeah, every repression, like, violence from cops and so on. So I, we don't think, like, that Macron will step back so far. Like, it's not the feeling I've got. I think he's going to resist. And, like, usually in France, it's nearly Christmas, so maybe he starts to play and to play with time and wait to see like if it's go for Christmas and so I I don't know if it, it just like throw these six months of waiving of tax but I'm not sure he will he will be ready to do another concession because according to the repression the stingy strategy they just like send like um how do you say like a big vehicle against population in Paris last Saturday so like even there are some people in the army who get afraid to be sent against the people. So I don't think it's just like doing this effect of announcing some waving and so on. But I, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to resist as far as it could. But maybe if the po- people continue to resist and march and so on, he will have to call election because at one point it wouldn't be sustainable.
Indeed. I know you mentioned the repression there and has been quite considerable. I was reading today that across France, there's uh, some 1,200 people, 1,200 people uh, in custody. Uh, I think uh, in, in Paris alone, there's you know almost close to a couple of hundred people in custody. Can you, I guess, uh, expand more on what the, the police repression has been like and, and the treatment of the people who have been demonstrating what that's been like? Well, it's, it's been like completely crazy. Actually, it's what maybe make will light up the movement even more because actually, so there is this thing of, of yellow jacket. There is the climate, and we have also big uh, reforms about university and high school. So every part of the population starts to revolt, and so there is a massive repression on those. So I don't know if you see that in the news, but um, they just like. Um, to, like shot on like the flashball. I don't know if you call that flashball in Australia, but uh, they just like shot uh, at rubber bullets at, at high school students and like hurt so much people. They even kill uh, 80 years old lady sending like tear gas pellets into her flat. So there's like um, the repression is like physically on demonstration, like really violent with with um, fighting against the, the people and like being really. Um, yeah, violent. There is even like eight cops who just like beating up uh, uh, a guy marching, and there is an, no um, a commission to to investigate this, this this event. But there is like a lot of violence in demonstration. But even even before, like when you, for example, I see it happen every Saturday in Paris. Like a lot of people come from province, and and the cops just even at six in the morning are already there at the PH station where you can enter Paris and in the town, and they just arrest everyone with a yellow jacket. And if you have anything to defend yourself, or even like a, a physiological serum, you've been arrested and in detention for the day, so you cannot, you cannot demonstrate. And like, so high school students joined the thing, and like, um, I think it was last week, they just like put all the classes of students, I don't know how many, like, High school students were there, but they just put them on their knees, the the hand behind the head, like with the gun, like saying like you stay there, and they just arrest all the high school. So a lot of people are shocked by the treatment the police do to the people, like from kids and so on. So you start to have like movement raising from moms to protect their kids to like students from the high school to just like join the movement and and anti repression movement as well getting triggered because of all this this custody and so on. So so yeah, repression has been massive, and they also the thing is that they count on the fact that those people are not activists, so they don't know how to defend themselves while in detention, while they don't know their rights. So they just like make them. We have a, a speed process where when you are re- arrested, you just go in trial really quickly, and so people don't know that they can stay step back and say no, we need to prepare a defense and so on. So they just like send all these provincial people who don't know anything about or even Parisians, I mean, but um, all those people who have any knowledge of, of defend themselves against police to, to trial and to scare everyone, actually. And, and it's really like massive, massive trial and, and fines and, and so sentenced to jail, but not without being, like, I don't know how you call that, but um, they are sentenced to jail, but only if they do any, any more trouble. So it's, a, like, it's, it's like something pending on their head. Uh, and if, if they're caught again going into a demo and arrested, they just go and be sent to jail. So it's really easy, heavy, heavy repression so far.
Definitely. Now, you mentioned there the uh, students that have been uh, protesting and striking. Of course, the, elsewhere in France, there has been uh, you know massive movements, including the rail, railroad workers who have been uh, striking against the privatization of rail there. Yeah. And of course, there's a you know a long, strong history of uh, social movements in France. Do you see, I guess, a convergence of these movements in you know in joining the Yellow Jackets or the Yellow Jackets joining uh, some of those movements like the students and and the rail workers? Well, it would be nice because I think it would be pretty efficient. Uh, but so far, um, I think the agriculture try to start and get on strike to join this movement. But the, um, the railway, railway workers just finished their movement and are pretty dumb about what's happened. Like they are like really awake, um, weakened. Like they, they don't have any strength because they, they strike for months and months and they didn't obtain anything. So at the moment, there is no... No way they get back in strike so far, but it will, it will be really what will be efficient to, to make a system change. But what I have to say is just like, uh, so you know, the, um, we have like unions and the, the head, the direction of unions just sign a treaty with the government to just align with the line of the government. So even the, the unions are not aligned with the yellow jackets and so on. They try to just to to flatten the movement. So I think it's really a popular movement because even like unions are not like, you have unionists involved as individual there, but like the head of unions doesn't want to get along with this movement. So, unfortunately, so, it's not an unfamiliar case, really, with uh, you know massive trade unions throughout Europe, yeah. typically uh, you know I guess betraying working class movements in in, in recent years and also historically. Uh, I, I just I guess want to talk about one element of the Yellow Jackets that you know it was initially for a lot of people quite concerning because earlier on there were reports of Yellow Jackets stopping uh, immigrants at the border of France and even reporting them to police. I, I guess with the rise of the far right far right throughout uh, the EU, there's an obvious worry of such movements as the Yellow Jackets being hijacked or co-opted by neo-fascist groups. Is there any indication that this has been the case at all? Well, we have like some indications. So there is this famous event in Calais, I think, it was so in the north, like nearby the UK border, uh, where people just report this migrant to the police. Um, there is, of course, uh, um, ultra-right people in this demo. Um, so there is two things. Like I think, like there is anti-fascist and even like yellow jackets in some town just like evict uh, far right from from the yellow jacket movements. So like spontaneously, spontaneously. Well, people try to to get rid of them, but yeah, they're, they are still present there. Uh, but most of the yellow jackets as well. What you can hear when people just get with these. Uh, kind of fascist or kind of really far right idea is like telling them, okay, well, today's no politics. Uh, we are here to strike for our material uh, well being and so on. So just we don't talk about that. So um, it's, it's, it's hard to grasp from here. I think it's uh, hard to grasp also in France because, like, as the movement is really um, heterogeneous for France. It's really dependent on the population on place. And as it involves a lot of people who are like uh, low-income kind of people who are really seduced sometimes by populism and so so, so far-right uh, ideas, of course you have this kind of thing. But it's, I think people try to work around it. And it's also why in, in France a lot of left organization or party try to call to just involve in this movement at an organizational and personal level to just like don't let idea progress and try to build something together 
to, to say why far right idea wouldn't be a good idea, actually. And so try to make this movement really interesting in some regards and more like open to everyone and and so on. So. Indeed, and talking about the left, and and finally, Marine, uh, across the EU and the world, uh, the left as a whole have really suffered considerable electoral defeats in this last decade, uh, with the election of far-right figures such as uh, Bolsonaro in Brazil or Trump in the US. Uh, there's there's really been, I guess, I guess a push for the right, uh, at least electorally, but also elsewhere. Uh, do you feel that this uh, backlash against Macron may provide an opportunity for the left to make gains both socially and politically? Mm, well, it's hard to say just right now uh, because the, like, the most political figure involved in party or so on actually in the government or were presenting themselves for the election before so the presidential election, they are not that much popular at the moment. Like I think Mélenchon didn't say great stuff. Like last time I heard him on the debates, he was more like on the side of like he was on the Republican side and so on, and defend the police as well, not like condemning the violence that people were doing in demo while actually just like legitimate violence. So, you know, um, not sure he will score really well. Like there is some popular figure, like um, some, some people who are just getting down and see the people over there. So maybe he will make a push for left. But I don't know. And the only thing I could say is that for the far right and Marine Le Pen, she's just saying again and again in the media that she's against the raise of the minimum wage. So hopefully it won't be a push for the, for the extreme right. But I'm not sure it would be a push for the left either. So actually, it's really hard to say. I think like people are fed up from the system, doesn't see any issue, like um, not not issue um, outcome from that. Like so, I think like yeah, they they fed up with the situation. They don't want Macron anymore. Not sure they want election or Marine Le Pen, so far right or extreme left as well. So I think there is everything to build. That that may be why this movement will die without something. We we we're not sure of the future of this thing because. So far, there is no narrative for a change, and I think, like, yeah, I'm not sure there will be a push for for left in election with that. But yeah, let's be surprised.